Hello, everyone, and welcome in to episode three of the University College Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Apter, the social media and marketing specialist for University College. Make sure, if you're not already following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, to give us a follow. Instagram and Twitter, the handles are at UC, at KSU. So that's the at sign, UC, A-T, KSU. Uh, keep up with everything that's going on with University College and its departments on Instagram and Twitter. You can also like us on Facebook uh, to keep up with things on there as well. Just type in the search bar, University College at Kennesaw State University, and you should be able to find us without a problem. So thanks again for everybody that has tuned in to the first couple of episodes to the University College podcast. We're very happy with how it's being received and we're really, really excited for the guests that we have lined up, uh, the guests that we have for episode three. And we're really excited to just grow this continually and showcase the great students, faculty, and staff uh, within our college. So like last time on episode two, just want to run through a couple of housekeeping items here. We want to take a moment to recognize the first cohort of Kennesaw State University's Coca-Cola Scholars on September 20th, they were recognized at a kickoff dinner that was attended by new KSU president, Dr. Pamela Witten, along with deans from around the university and representatives from Coca-Cola. University College and the entire Coca-Cola Scholars staff here at Kennesaw State University is so excited to have you, and we really cannot wait to see what you accomplish. Uh, a little news from Orientation and Transition Programs, another one of the great departments that we have inside University College. Uh, the Ignition Student Leader Recruitment Period is starting in October. Uh, the Department of Orientation and Transition Programs will be appearing in some KSU 1101 classes, which is the first year seminar. Uh, they'll be holding information sessions and having a few events to highlight what they do. Uh, they'll be going across both campuses to look for students interested in applying to be a flight crew leader, uh, which is a part of OWL Expedition, the extended orientation here at Kennesaw State University. And they'll also be looking for students interested in applying to be an ignition leader. And that assists with uh, ignition orientation, which helps really the transition for new students coming into Kennesaw State University. So make sure to stay tuned for more information on that. Moving along to our Global Fellows Program. On Monday, October the 8th, the fourth cohort of the first year Global Fellows Program will be traveling for a five-week education abroad experience to Italy. This five-week innovative study abroad allows first-year students to build intercultural competence and be exposed to cities such as Rome, Florence, a couple others as well, all during their first semester at Kennesaw State University. So Linda Lyons and the Global Fellows crew really excited to be heading to Italy at the beginning of October. And on a future episode, we will be talking to Linda more about the Global Fellows program. And we'll be also chatting with some students that have gone on the trip to talk about their experience in this uh, really great program. Uh, moving along to uh, KSU 1101 Learning Communities, uh, the Thrive Nursing Cohort Learning Community uh, called One Small Spark Can Light a Fire is about to embark on their undergraduate research project. So just want to give them a shout out, and we know that they're going to do a fantastic job with this new research project. Uh, that takes care of housekeeping items. 
So let's go ahead and get ready for our guest here on episode three of the University College podcast, Dr. Tommy Jackson, one of my good friends here at the college. Uh, He went to college at Auburn on a football scholarship, uh, played in the NFL for a couple of seasons, but made sure to further his education as well. During his time as an athlete, he always knew that there was a higher calling and he really loved working with students and helping them find passion in what they do. Now, Dr. Jackson serves as the Director of Advising for University College Advising Services, so he runs a staff that helps students that are undeclared, don't have a major, or are thinking about changing their major, you know, to help find the right path for them to graduation. So this was a really great conversation uh, with Dr. Jackson. He does a lot with not only University College, but uh, the university as a whole. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode three of the University College Podcast. everyone welcome back into episode three of the university college podcast the first one where we are diving into a feature on one of our awesome staff members and right now i'm joined by the director of advising for university college advising services dr tommy jackson tommy welcome to the uc podcast how are you doing uh, man i'm doing well i'm glad to be here thank you for having me on well Our first two episodes, we focused on students and their experiences and first-year seminar, and a lot of what you do is dealing with those students that come out of that uh, that may not have already decided what they want to do in college. So before we go back into your background and dive deeper into the life of Tommy Jackson and, (laughs) and how you got to where you are today... Um, give us just a brief description of kind of what you do at University College Advising Services. Well, um, what I do is I direct a series of services to help students figure out what they want to become. Um, you know, we work with first-year exploratory students. We work with um, dual enrollment students. We work with culinary, sustainability, and hospitality students. And we work with integrative study students. And ultimately what we do is we give ourselves, in, in terms of professional advisement, we give ourselves um, to these students as a, as a means to figure things out from personal experience, utilizing data that's out there, mm-hmm. um, various things that we can do to help a student kind of figure out the best path forward. And we're big about that. It's not just about, hey, let's just put you in some classes. No, we want to actually figure out what it is that drives you. What is your passion? And and what's the best way for us to put you in a position to be successful? So to me, I think when you look at advising more than a, it's more about helping the student move forward and and move Mm -hmm. up as opposed to just put you in classes, that gives us the opportunity to really connect and engage students. Yeah, definitely. And we'll get more into uh, University College Advising Services Uh, kind of the importance of that specifically in a student's uh, experience at Kennesaw State University, especially those that come into school not necessarily having a great idea of what exactly they want to do and and need guidance, and they come to you guys for that. But now we're going to go a little further back to your time before Kennesaw State University. Uh, You've obviously been with University College for a couple of years now, come October, um, but you went to college at Auburn, big SEC school. You were a former NFL (laughs) player. So what did you major in when you were in college? And Kind of tell us your experience of going to a big school with a, such a huge sports influence like Auburn. 
Well, let's see. Um, in my undergrad, I got my undergraduate degree from Auburn in public administration. Um, I've always had a interest in like you know public admin, political science, things of that nature. Um, that's seen by me also having a master's of public administration as well. I'll get to the rest of those degrees <laughs> later. But um, so you know, Auburn University was a very unique experience for me. Um, it actually is what gave me my passion to work with students. Um, you know, I came there on a football scholarship. I got to play football at Auburn University. Uh, played there for four years, uh, all-conference player, freshman All-American, all that fun stuff. But to me, it wasn't the football experience that made it so unique. It was the fact that I was able to connect. I remember my uh, athletic academic counselor, his name is Troy Smith. Um, actually, he and I, we still talk to this day. He and I talked last week, actually. Um, created a great relationship, a very healthy relationship with somebody that wanted to see me do well. And so just kind of having that support that's what made me want to get in support services and work with students and give them the opportunity to figure things out. Um, it, it is there where I really developed my passion for education. So I, I think I'm my bachelor's degree, um, you know, finished playing football. I got to play professionally for a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, played for three years. I retired. Uh, I had the opportunity to continue playing. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother story in itself. But <laughs> yeah, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that. In the essence of time, we'll keep it here. Um, but once I decided to let football go, I, I coached for like a year. And, and then just this this hankering, if you will. I had a hankering for, for higher education in terms of like a master's degree. So right. um, that's when I, you know, I reached out. At the time, Jay Jekyll was athletic director. I told him what I wanted to do. And he's like, you know what? We can get you over here. We can pay for your master's degree. I said, really? He goes, yeah. So I'm like, cool. And uh, how you like that yeah. dialogue I have with myself. But yeah. um, no, that, that's literally how that went. And um, so we go and I do the master's degree. I actually got done in a year. Wow. Um, I was just really passionate about it. Once I got into graduate education, I, I was like, no, this is really what I love doing. I enjoy working with people, getting, you know, this diversity of thought, just understanding, um, looking at so many different ways to do things, understanding research. So I jumped right into the doctoral program. Yeah. And uh, it took me a year and a semester to get my doctorate. Right. Um, I just, honestly, I hit the ground running. And so once I got done, um, I started doing a television show back in uh, Alabama. Fox 6. Yeah, at Fox 6. Uh, we started, you know, just talking about Saturday football. Did that for about four years or whatnot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but then when I came here to KSU, I came as an athletics academic uh, advisor, academics counsel, whatever you want to call it. Um, started with women's basketball, women's lacrosse, uh, women's soccer. And then I was asked to go over to football and build the academic program. Yeah. So I did research based on what I did in my doctoral program in Auburn. Used that research, started presenting at M4A. I presented a few times at M4A. Uh, and I actually also got nominated for a national award for the program I built with football. Awesome. And so uh, that kind of helped me, you know, help grow students and put students in a great position. Uh, my first my first semester working with those guys in terms of a team, we had over 3.0 GPA as a team. Wow. That doesn't happen in football programs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, I can say it was research-based because that's what I use. A lot of things that came from higher education, adult education, you know, Things from Sandy Aston, that's higher ed. Things from Malcolm Knowles, that's, that's adult ed. So 
to kind of take some of those different theories that I've seen over time and put them to practice. That to me is a real practitioner. Yeah. So that's kind of what I started thinking about being a practitioner of student development, student services. And that's ultimately what I was able to do over at football. And then I got the opportunity to come here and direct the advising services. We've, yeah. we've had a really, really good run so far. Uh, we've increased appointments. We have a lot of students that have come out and we work with. Um, now we have about four different programs that we see. I centralized that advising within University College so that we can just have some consistency in what we do and try to make things a little easier for students to find those people that they need to find. Right, exactly. And so, um, yeah, man, I just have a great passion for student development, and, and a lot of that stuff just came from the things I went through as a student, you know, from yeah. undergrad through graduate school. And I think it's so interesting because I posed the question about uh, going to Auburn and how it's such a, a deep, deeply influenced school in sports. But, you know, to the outside people, schools like that, schools like even South Carolina or other SEC right. schools are viewed specifically for their athletics rather than right. the education that they offer. And that's super important. One of the first guests that we actually had on this podcast was a Kennesaw, uh, Kennesaw State uh, offensive lineman. So do you have any uh, advice, I guess, being an athlete, uh, in terms of making sure that you focus on education as well, what would you tell young athletes kind of oh. looking to break into the league and how important education is to uh, furthering yourself as a professional? Absolutely. Um, it, it's funny. I go speak on things like this often. And I often tell students this. At some point, you're not going to play football anymore, right? 100% of all football players are ex-football players. <laughs> or will be, rather. You will be an ex-football yeah. player. But, but I say that to say it is extremely important to think about who you're going to be in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Football is a fun sport. I tell you, I played it, uh, but it also has its challenges. So understand that at some point you're going to have to figure out, you know, who you are as a person outside of that sport. Think about what you're passionate about educationally. Think about who you want to impact when you're done because it has to be more than just playing a game of football. You have to look at who can I help get to where they want to be? Where do I want to be as a professional? Now, do I see myself in a classroom? Do I see myself in an office building? Do I see myself in a bank? You have to start thinking about those questions because at the end of the day, if you don't have the educational credentials to do those things, you're setting yourself up to have a very, very hard life. And, and I have to speak in that way because it is that serious. Yeah. If you don't do what you have to do educationally, you're not going to be able to put yourself in a place where you're going to be able to make a good living for yourself and for the family that you'll want. Yeah. So, and I always may, I always put it pretty much put it in that way. Yeah, pre yeah, definitely straightforward and, oh, yeah. and to the point. That's how we like it. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you went through your college career briefly, kind of went over everything. Uh, I know you are one of the people that we have on staff here at University College that has like a very interesting background. A lot of people go to school, you know, studying to be a college professor or studying to be mm -hmm. uh involved in higher education and different aspects. Obviously you went through the whole NFL, um, pardon you, you touched on that briefly, but kind of what was the experience? I know that you were more so signed as a, as an undrafted free agent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so talk about kind of, you play four years at Auburn. And of course at that time, you know, you want to play in the NFL, right. like that's the dream. So kind of take us through what, what that felt like to finally get on an NFL field and, and the teams that you played for. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, when I was in undergrad and I was playing football, you know, most people, we, we thought about the league. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. 
But I always have friends of mine who tell me, you know, you just never made me believe that all you cared about was football because I was too busy thinking about what I was going to do next. Um, and I'm still not done educationally. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's always something to learn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I say that to say um, I looked at football as a means to get me where I wanted to be. Um, I got to go to school for free because of it, right? Yeah. And so I always looked at it as an educational opportunity. I just so happen to be able to tackle people and, <laughs> you know, destroy yeah. offensive sets and things of that nature. Um, football is something that I'm very thankful for, thankful I got the opportunity to play it. Yeah. Um, it got me out of a situation to where I didn't know what I was going to do in terms of I, – I didn't really think I was going to college, you know, not because yeah. I couldn't do the work, but it was because that's just not – it wasn't my mentality at the time. I thought I was going to the military, to be honest with you. Right. My mom was in the military for 20 years, all of my uncles, all of my, you know, aunts, all that sort of thing. I just thought I was going to go to the military or something like that. Got the opportunity to play um, collegiate football, and it was because I had great coaches back in Opelika High School, Spence McCracken, Brian Blackman, you know, David Shores. These were guys that pushed me forward, Smitty Grider. These guys helped me understand that hey you could play at a high level yeah got to Auburn University uh, I guess I played pretty well um, I wasn't a very big defensive tackle that's what people yeah. don't understand you know when you play defensive tackle you play the position I played those guys used the range from about 6'4 6'5 335 pounds you're talking like a 6'1 6'2 guy yeah was really 6'2 but 6'2 uh, at the time, 305, 310, yeah. somewhere in well, there. Well, you're talking to a guy that's right now 5'10", <laughs> 155. So. Man, I was one. You look like a defensive lineman to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, and, um, you know, that, that opportunity showed me that if I put forth, you know, great effort and I'm willing to work at it, I can do anything I want to do. Right. And so I um, got the opportunity to play for the Atlanta Falcons, signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, I got to play as a rookie, which was pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, you know, got to do some cool things. It was awesome. Um, but, you know, once they had a coaching change, uh, I remember I remember being released. And the coolest thing I remember thinking was this, hmm, do I feel like playing or do I want to go do other stuff? Yeah. Just a side note, a lot of guys don't a lot of guys don't think that or get that opportunity to say, do I want to keep playing or do I want to do other stuff? I was one of those guys that say, hey, this isn't the end of me. I can do whatever. Got a great opportunity to go play for the Chiefs. It was awesome. Yeah. Stayed there from 2007 to 2009. Had a great opportunity to um, continue playing for the Eagles. Uh, decided not to play anymore. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, prayed about it and just never sat with me. And so yeah. I just remember saying, yep, it's time. Let me keep moving forward. And that's when I got into working with our students and just trying to better people's lives because that's the thing that I had a great passion for. Yeah. So football it, helped me get there. But Yeah, it seems like it really came full circle from not necessarily knowing where you're going to go in high school. Uh, and, you know, that's a lot of students that I've spoken to that have been guests on this and just in, in the hallway. A lot of people go into college or through the end of high school just not knowing what they were going to do. You get to go to Auburn and then – uh, you know, get this NFL experience, you, you do your graduate degrees as well, and you figure out that passion that you have. And I think that's so important in the education, not only as a student athlete, but in people in general. I think a lot of focus is just these days, you want to make a lot of money, you oh, want to yeah. make a lot of money, you want to make a lot of money. But here at Kennesaw, you know, I th- you see students that have that passion for, for what yeah. they want to do. And I think that's worth repeating that you want to chase something that you're passionate about, not something that you're going to wake up and be miserable doing every day. And you can tell from, 
from the environment that we have, at least in our college specifically, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, too, because we're taught to go chase money, chase money. Here's the problem when you chase money. What happens when you actually find it? Yeah. When you find it, and if it's not what you thought, you're going to be miserable like you stated. Yeah. So here's what I tell people often. If you chase what you feel is your purpose or your passion, um, you will prosper. It's just that simple. And so I think if you're willing to do the work, you're willing to, you know, chase down. I always liken it to football, the way I chase down running backs and such or, or quarterback, what have you. I should feel that same way when it comes to education and also chasing down my dreams to help others. Yeah. And if that's who I want to become, I think I can be the same way I was successful doing that at football. I can be doing academia. Or, yeah. <laughs> That would be a really good poster to have around University College, though. Chase your <laughs> dreams like Chami Jackson used to chase running backs. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> no, man. That, hey, I'm down. No, I that think would be good, cool. yeah. Well, no, we'll no. set up a photo shoot for that. Let's do point. that. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously, it seems like even when you were in professional sports, you kind of mm -hmm. knew that whether you played for two years or seven mm -hmm. years, you kind of knew that – you were, you were confident in something that you wanted to do afterwards. Absolutely. So obviously going from playing in the NFL to transitioning to where you are at Kennesaw, going through your graduate degrees and, and working at Fox 6 News, doing kind of the broadcast end of it, what was the transition like? I know a lot of people transition from job to job. Yeah. Students transition from major to major. So how would your transition kind of um, relate to – students transitions as they're going oh, through college well i'm gonna tell you so i want to let everybody know up front like no matter what you do when you change it it can be difficult okay um i think a lot of times people want to skip over the hard part right it is difficult when you've had your mind in one place even though i was very aware that i know i want to do other things the reality of actually going to do them that's still a transition right um for me i think it what you actually look to do is make that difficult time shorter and what it is is that it's just really revamping the way you see things. Yeah. And so that's really what I had to try to do. I had to just revamp the way I saw myself. I knew I wasn't just an athlete. I always knew that. But when you compete at a high level, you have to push yourself in that mode, athlete, 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 athlete. Yeah. And, and you forget, yeah, I might be an athlete, but there's also this other stuff, this great big huge world on the other side. And so I had to just refocus on that. And once I did there I was. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like you got a lot of good experiences that came out from that. Um, in addition to your work at University College Advising Services, directing the advising over there, uh, you've been doing a lot of research recently mm -hmm. um, with the African-American community on mm -hmm. campus. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about your work there and how yeah. it's kind of affected that community here at Kennesaw? Oh, yeah, man. Like, I definitely got to give a huge, huge shout out to Dr. Rick Moss holding one for being willing to do that work because a lot of people aren't really willing to jump into that kind of work because yeah. you're going to show some inequities, some inequalities that aren't always easy to see. So I got to give him a huge shout out for that. Uh, Edmund Teller, he's one of the, again, I just said this to somebody, he's a he's a student here, but one of the most brilliant students I've ever met. This person, he is a brilliant person. Uh, Chris Dancy, he's done a lot of amazing work too. Again, he's going to be a young 
amazing entrepreneur because of the things that he's getting done on that side. But ultimately, what we want to do is just talk about, see what African-American males experience here on this campus. Um, there's some very unique things that we found. Um, they deal with a lot of different issues here that people don't literally want, literally don't want to talk about them. Yeah. And I don't think it's because people mean to be, well, I actually, I think because it's uncomfortable. Let's just call it what it is. I think people are uncomfortable to kind of talk about those different things. And so what we wanted to do was create a space for African-American males to feel safe. Um, there a lot of different groups on campus, they have an opportunity for space. I've never really seen a great space for African-Americans just to say, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm struggling with. It's, it's impacting me educationally. It's impacting, right. you know, impacting me socially. I need a space where I can just feel okay to be myself. So that's what um, these amazing young men have created uh, with, with Dr. Mosshold and myself is we created Black Wall Street as a means to give African-American males a space, uh, these social catalytic spaces, to truly and, and freely be themselves and feel comfortable in, in our, in, quite frankly, in our own skin. Yeah. And um, that has a great impact on students because it gives you the opportunity to actually be around other folks who've experienced what you experience. Yeah. And so just working with that group alone has been amazing for me because um, even as a professional here, there are things that I'll deal with. And so just kind of hearing their stories and I'm able to share some things sometimes. Yeah, it seems like it might also shed lights on, on things that you didn't even know were going on in your your professional life that you're just like, oh, you know, that's been happening. Oh, and, yeah. No, oh yeah, and, no, and the I funny part that. is, it's like, I think sometimes we forget as people that everybody goes through things, but but I know for African American males, we don't really get to talk about it a whole lot, right? Mm -hmm. So that's ultimately what this group is doing is it's the opportunity to spend time and to talk about these things, and so um, that's the that's one of the things in research I'm, I'm doing that I really love. I also work with. Uh, Dr. David Buckman, uh, he and I, we've done some research together. We uh, got a cool piece that we got published, and uh, we're actually working on another it's one. It's the Graduate College newsletter, right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, they, yeah. No, I, and that's a huge thank you to the Graduate College. I'm so thankful for that. Thankful, uh, I appreciate Dr. Dishman for doing that work for us and uh, thinking what we did was good. Uh, I thank Loretta Daines for also putting that on as well. Um, I appreciate them thinking our work was, you know, worthy to be on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we are, you know, we just basically looked at how, you know, how the state, yeah, the state government here in Georgia is spending money towards education. Yeah. Uh, it's been a decrease since 2001, a 50% decrease. And that ultimately causes tuition to, you know, raise for students. And so you got to really start to think about who does that impact the most, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, just looking at that, we're also looking at a salary study um, for professors, just kind of looking at, you know, who's getting paid, how they're getting paid. and. Those sorts of things. So right. um, we're in the middle of that study, and um, yeah, we're just we're trying it to seems do some we're research. Working with the students and working doing research uh, at the professional level. Oh yeah, and we have to because I just think that they impact one another. Yeah, you, know, you have to see those. In, you got to understand, professors they have a huge role in in, in impacting education, right? Uh, we understand that teaching is the cornerstone of education. So you want to make sure that people are happy and enjoying their jobs so they can actually reach out and teach these students in the way that they need to. These students are literally our future leaders. Therefore, we have to make sure they're getting the right information, the right education, and putting everything we can forth to make sure these students are in the best place to lead us when it's their time to come. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, you're doing... A lot of great work, Dip, dipping your feet into so many different aspects and affecting a lot of different demographics here. Um, now, circling back to your spot at University College Advising Services, mm -hmm. also known as UCAS, mm -hmm. um, 
Well, you talked briefly about kind of what you guys do, but mm-hmm. how, how important is advising not only at University College Advising Services, but in general at oh. Kennesaw State? What's the importance of that for a student's college career? Oh, man, advising, I'm telling you, I and mean, I'm not just saying this because, you know, that's my area, but advising can make or break a student's experience here. And I mean that from an educational standpoint, and I almost mean that, you know, socially from a student engagement standpoint. One of the first places that a student actually engages, you know, staff, faculty, what have you, is through, like, orientation and, and advising. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, when Donald does a great job, he does orientation. We are the group of people that are advising these students. How we engage these students will ultimately help the student understand what the environment is like here. So that that student engagement aspect is so important. We have to make sure that, one, we're extremely caring for these students, and we do a good job. And so what we want to do, when you advise properly, not only are you saving a student time in terms of graduation, but you can also save a student money. That's the importance of being a professional advisor. We are, we are giving recommendations regarding, to the, you know, regarding the curriculum to help the student get out in a timely fashion. If advising is done right, you can help a student really save a lot of time and money that, that they can actually end up using later to yeah. do more things. And so what we do in UCAS is very important because we're actually helping students figure this thing out, figure yeah. out where they want to be. Especially primarily because it's for students that are undeclared, That's correct? right. Yeah. That's right, primarily. But, yeah. you know, we often get students from other areas because yeah. even if they're declared, they're kind of like, oh, I got questions. Yeah. And, and the cool part about it is this. I, like, I consider us academic Switzerland, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pushing a student in anything. This Literally, the advising we do is about the student. It's not about this program. It's not about that program. I'm, we're literally listening to it's see. It's like what we talked about. We want to, you guys want to see what they're passionate about and how you can find the best way for them to graduate in something that they are passionate about and that's will right. be good at. My brother, that's what we're doing. We're here to help people find their fit. That, that's what we're here to do. And so if that means you might have started as a site major, but you think now, you know what, I actually want to go into education. Well, guess what? We're you know we're gonna help you figure out the best route to do that. We're gonna call over to that great advising office that they have, and we're gonna try to walk. We're gonna walk you through what we can, walk you through those amazing uh, their amazing curriculum, and then after we get you there, yeah, now you got your new path. We like to work with those students who aren't really sure what they want to do, and even if you think you're sure what you want to do, let's have a, let's have a conversation. Yeah, if that's what you feel like you need. And speaking from from experience, you know, going over and talking to the staff that you have over at uh, University College Advising Services, oh, yeah. everybody's super welcoming, super knowledgeable about yes. all aspects of things. You know, if you're a business major thinking of switching to education, yes, somebody will be able to help you with that. If you're an education major <clears throat> looking to switch to business or looking to switch to nursing or That's listening right. to switch to anything, it's the place to go because they yes. it's kind of all encompassing. Listen, man, I, I love my staff. I got a great staff, and I'll be honest, that staff is the reason why we're able to work with these students. These are people that love students. I'm serious, man. Like I, you know, I, I laugh all the time. That group is passionate about students. You know, I, I, you know, from whether it's Antoine Holloway, he, I tell you, I say he's one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever known when it comes to a curriculum and just what a student needs. Or Salazar Spratlin, who will sit and he will go and talk to a student. He don't care how long it takes. We're going to get this thing figured out. Uh, we're able to get Pauline Glenn from, she's been working athletics for a long time, somebody who knows a lot about a lot, but has a great 
deep passion for student development. Yeah. Uh, same thing for Julia Hinkle. She works in integrative studies, but again, she's able to work with all these different students in different ways so that we can kind of help figure things out. Um, you know, I love what Charlotte Canop does with our dual enrollment students because she has such a great passion to help these students that are in high school that are trying to get the college experience and the education piece. And you just should see how she takes the time with those students, yeah. man. It is a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like I, I love that group that I have. You know, Betsy Smith, I call them my stalwart. That is, that, listen, man, that's my rock. She, <laughs> she loves what she does. I'm, I mean, she loves what she does. And you can tell every single day. Karen, I, I, I'm I'm so thankful for Karen. I'm going to say this. And that's because Karen is willing to work with any group that I needed to work with. And and, that, and that's the great part about it because she just wants to see students grow and do well. Yeah. I, I appreciate the staff and love the staff that I have because I know that they're here for student success. Yeah. That's why they're here. I, I could do none of this, though, without Tammy. Tammy still keeps me everywhere I need to be because if she did not, I probably wouldn't even remember to come here today. <laughs> but no, but it's like it's funny because literally from from around, I never say top down. There's no such thing as top down in my yeah. space. It's literally around because we stand together. Yeah. And um, each one of those people, they're there because they love kids and they want to see these students do well. And I don't mean to call our college students kids, but yeah. I just view them as kids because I'm, I'm just so passionate about what they do. And yeah. if we're able to kind of – Move some I mean, it's robots. college. you got to act like a kid at some yeah. point or another. If you're not, I mean, come <laughs> what on. What are you doing here, right? Exactly. It's, that staff over there at UCAS, man, I'm telling you, they're a great staff of people. They, they're great folks. They just yeah. want to see you do well. And these are all people who enjoy their college experience, and they just want to be that same person that they had to another student. So Yeah, and if you're listening as a, as a staff faculty member or as a student, uh, you can find out more information on UCAS at uc.kennesaw.edu backslash UCAS or on Twitter. Uh, now active is UCAS hey. at KSU. So that's the at sign UCAS at KSU. Uh, Tommy, before I let you go, we talk so much at University College about how we cover so much from orientation to graduation. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the importance of advising, but how big of a part does University College as a whole with Dual enrollment, you mentioned, uh, English as a sec second language smart center, leadership and integrative studies, first year and transition studies, culinary and hospitality, right. if I forget anybody. You know. <laughs> so what's the importance that University College kind of plays? Because I know a lot of people, faculty, staff from other departments, students in general, don't necessarily know what University College does. Our next episode, I'm actually going to sit down with our dean, Lynn Disbro, to kind of do a University College 101, what we Wonderful are, but dean. kind of what importance Wonderful does it play dean. Uh, coming from you I, I like to call us the glue yeah all right and that, that is literally what I've called University College we are the glue and the reason why we are the glue is because we literally make it work for what students need when they first get here and even by the time that they leave we can help a student figure out what they want to do with themselves as far as picking a major that's the advising piece if students need some help trying to figure out something in the classroom that's what our beautiful smart center is for we're here for that we work with those students who who really just need an opportunity to just kind of maybe i started in this space but i want to finish in this space i want to put my own degree together that's integrative studies man yeah. it's like i could touch every part of this college and I can tell you how we're impacting students at every level. To me, that makes us glue because we get to be that academic Switzerland. It's not about us trying to, you know, let's put students in this program, let's put students in this college. We're literally trying to see what's best for students. We get to be the partner, the aid to any academic college at this institution. 
while we're still graduating students on our own. We had one of the fastest growing uh, degree fields in integrative studies actually in, in any program at this institution. And again, it's not to be braggadocious. It's just to say that we're yeah. literally here for everyone. And, and I think that's what we get to do. Like I think about those families, right? You see those really big families and I'm, I'm a Southerner, so I have a huge family. There's always that one person in your family that's really like the glue that keeps everybody together. To me, I feel like that's what university college gets to be. Yeah, We get to be the glue at this institution. We get to be the glue that keeps this family together. Yeah. So, and to me, I think that the role that we get to play that really is an amazing opportunity is to help everybody find their fit. And that's even other colleges. If we can partner with another college to help a student figure out their best route, guess it's a win-win. what? Win-win. Everybody wins. Yeah. So that's what I think we are. I think we're the glue. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again for coming on episode three of the podcast and. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening and you're just like, I want Tommy Jackson to speak to my <laughs> class, or I want Tommy Jackson to speak to this group of kids, I, th- I think he would be a good fit. Tommy Jackson is also, I'm sorry, Dr. Tommy Jackson <laughs> is also a part of the University College Speakers Bureau. Find out more information and to book him for an event, not birthday parties or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> my, you can my visit. Uh, not great. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can visit uc.kennesaw.edu/backslash/resources/backslash/speaker, and we have Dr. Jackson along with a handful of other great speakers from here at University College. Again, Dr. Jackson, thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you so much.